Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, revenge porn is by now a very well-known phrase, but as the outreach coordinator at Active Consent, Dr. Caroline West, argues, the phrase gives a wildly inaccurate impression of what it actually is. Caroline, good afternoon to you. Hi, Sean. How are you? Yeah, because I suppose that, I mean, there's a kind of, a, I suppose, a notion in our minds now that couple breaks up and then he puts pictures on the internet, uh, intimate pictures of, of uh, the woman on the internet, uh, just kind of out of spite. Um but uh, oftentimes there's nothing like that at all. Yeah, it can look lots of different ways. It can be people just sharing them because they think it's just a laugh. They just think it's something that you just do. Their friends do it, so they do it. It's not really seen as a big deal or else it's viewed as like the scorned lover, you know, kind of thing. And that's not really the case. There's there's so many different ways. There's so many different reasons. But, you know, to try and get away from the language on it, like that this isn't porn. It's not, you know these aren't professionals working in, in porn as their career. These are the average everyday person on the street that didn't consent to having their images broadcast out there. So, you know, the the title revenge porn kind of makes it sound like almost just like it's harmless, like it's entertainment because porn is entertainment. And we say things like food porn and travel porn and we just make it sound like a little bit kind of cool. Whereas this, you know, what we're actually talking about when we talk about revenge porn is sexual violence. So that's why it's important to actually name that so that that helps victims come forward and it helps perpetrators know actually that's what I'm doing and do I really want to be that person? Yeah, and so, yeah, the, the, uh, and the, well, I think it's probably fair enough it's it's widely used in Ireland now, image-based sexual abuse uh, ra- rather than uh, revenge porn because it... Because again, it could be, it mightn't even be, as you say, it mightn't be in, in, in the context of a couple. There'd be many cases where somebody gets a message of somebody saying there's a picture of you on a porn website or on a dating app or all sorts of things. Yeah, it's kind of astonishing how much people will use images to hurt other people sometimes. So this this law that we have now that covers image-based sexual abuse, it does actually cover things like um, deep fakes, which is someone taking your image, your, your face, and then superimposing that onto perhaps a porn star or something like that. So it doesn't even have to be you in the image at all. It can mm. be, you know, just a random picture they've taken from the internet. Um, we've had a high-profile cases like Alexandra Ryan from Goss.ie, and she had a girl share her images. And so there's lots of different reasons. And I think, you know, what's important to focus on is that those people, whatever their reason is, they are committing sexual violence. So whether that's for fun, for revenge, for bullying, for, you know, whatever the reason happens to be, it is important to name that as that, because when we when we give things the accurate names, we help victims kind of say, oh, actually, that was something serious. You know, this isn't. Um, a small matter, this actually is a big deal. And it might actually be the catalyst for them to go forward and get help and support for what's going on with them. That's what we want. We don't want anyone to be sitting there suffering alone and thinking this is my fault because it's not their fault. The taking of images is not the problem here. The problem is the people violating the consent of who sent those images. So always that way. Yeah, I'm well, I suppose people would know about Coco's Law, which is uh, which has, you know, uh, uh, made all these kind of images uh, illegal. Is there enough support, though, Caroline? Because, you know, you can imagine uh, if this has happened to someone, they'll be a bit embarrassed, depending, I suppose, on the context of the pictures. But, but, you know, they're a bit embarrassed to come forward and report that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we've heard this in cases such as sexual exploitation or spam emails that you get when someone says, oh, I've seen what porn sites you're watching. Send me whatever amount of money. You know, these are all spammers and they tap into that anxiety and shame and embarrassment that we have over sex. You know, we've had that for the longest time in Irish society. And sometimes we think, oh, I should have known better. But, you know, I think because we've named this so well as sexual violence, I think people are a little bit more trained in this area. So all the rape crisis centres have been trained, women's aid, men's aid. Um, and we have a great new website actually called the hotline.ie. And that's where you can submit reports if this has happened to you. So some people may choose to go forward to the guards. Some people may choose to handle it themselves. You know, whichever way people decide to go forward, they need to know that they're not actually alone. Um, and we have anecdotal evidence that this is happening on quite a large scale basis. In our work with Active Consent, when we talk about consent, we also talk about how there's there's in-person sexual violence, but online sexual violence is also important too. And some people haven't realised what's happened to them have been sexual violence. So they've been able to empower themselves to go forward and get support from various support agencies. So I think that's a really positive step forward. And that comes from naming this for what it is. And when people go forward to get that support, they don't necessarily, are you saying that doesn't necessarily, it's up to them, of course, but it doesn't necessarily mean going through the guards. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going through the guards is one option for many people and others might find that it it may be re-traumatizing for them Mm. or they may not have access or they may not want to out themselves. There's lots of different reasons why people don't go forward. But I think the main point for victims is that they get some kind of support, whether that's counselling or or just, you know, mental health um, support physical support because again people might have issues such as stress or depression or PTSD or mm. have trouble sleeping as a result of, of the violence that's happened to them so it's great that they can reach out and get that form wh- whatever that looks like for them and they might not want to go to the guards now but they may go in the future yeah. so it's important to remember you know all we have to say if someone tells us this has happened to the, us is I believe you we don't have to push them into making a definitive plan of action right now all we have to do is support them when they come forward and then they can make their decision but can you privately, if you like, get an image taken down? Yeah, there's some ways to do it. I mean, if, if your image is on social media, they generally have dedicated teams taking down any kind of sexualized content. So they will generally move quite fast, um, especially if the image is of a child, so a minor under the age of 18. Um, you can also take screenshots of, of the, the content to make sure you, you see who posted it when, where, so that if you do choose to take it forward, you know, you have that evidence there. Um, and then again, you know, if, if you're under the age 18, perhaps child line can come into that um, school teachers you know if you're going to disclose um, to somebody if you're in that particular situation and again hotline.ie is a really great website to to upload those reports and you can get advice that way too. Mm. And for, for people you know 16 or 17 year olds under 18 who may find themselves in this situation or for a 16 or 17 year old putting up images it, it, that's were we talking that's essentially it, that's uh, uh, underage sexual abuse so that's technically even more serious. Yeah, it, it's it's what we would consider to be child um, sexual material. So if if it's depicting something that's non-consensual, it's child abuse material. And if it's just depicting 
consensual activity, but they're underage, you know, that's exploitative images of children. So that's not, you know, you don't want that on your record. But some mm. people might think, well, this is just what we do. This is we're 16, 17. We've been locked up for a while. Everyone does it. That's fine. But that, that's where we need to get that education pieces in there to kind of say, look, you know, we're not shaming you for doing this, but maybe think a little bit more about the future and where that image goes so that we empower people to make the right decisions that work for them. So they're not necessarily feeling pressurized into it just because all their friends in the class are doing it, um, you know, that they have the words to go and, and speak to an adult if they're feeling too scared or they just don't know what to do about this situation. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you're when you're that young and you're trying to figure out life and the world and everything. So that's why it's on everybody. To, if we all educate ourselves on this, then we can support young people through that difficult period. Caroline, thanks again uh, for speaking with us. Uh, best regards to Jolene there, who was uh, uh, very good in the background there. Uh, <laughs> Apologies. Hardly a growl out of her uh, there. <laughs> Caroline, thanks a million for talking to us. Caroline West there. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break after that parenting. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.